I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am generally in favor of telling the truth, because truth is powerful. But last week, I lied. I lied to Facebook. I told them my birthday was last week, and they put up a notice to that effect. And somewhere around 400 of you (laughs) sent happy birthday greetings, for, for which I generally and sincerely thank you. I tried to answer all of you, by the way, to tell you thanks, but I didn't mean to lie to you. I only meant to lie to the Facebook computer. And I really do appreciate your good wishes. But after about a hundred answers, my computer screwed up and stopped working. Now there are at least two lessons here. Lesson number one is never let a computer know you're in a hurry. Lesson number two is never let a computer program like Facebook know all about you because computers can't keep secrets. They will blab to anybody who knows how to hack. So now, I'm sitting here in my big, manly, black leather papa chair trying to figure out which of these to believe. He who hesitates is lost, or look before you leap. Because common sense says they can't both be true, but there is an element of truth in both of them. It's not like, the check is in the mail, or I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. There's a new report from a shrink tank that says, uh, quote, we lie about three times in a 10-minute conversation with strangers, end quote. What that means is we say things like, how nice to see you. I'll call you. You're looking really great. (laughs) So it looks like we're a bunch of liars with strangers. And I have to guess that we are even less truthful with people we know, respect, and love. I'll be working late at the office tonight, dear. I did not have sex with that woman. (laughs) Whoops. And making things even more complicated, now we have alternate facts and fake news. Now, the dictionary says a lie is the intention to deceive. So I guess the trick here is to figure out if somebody is trying to fake you out Or is he just trying to be nice? Or maybe he's just too dumb to understand the problem. And believe it or not, you can't even trust an expert opinion or an eyewitness. You ask a turkey what he should be stuffed with? If he can answer, he'd probably say, grasshoppers, seeds, and worms. And he's an expert and an eyewitness. But happy Thanksgiving. And of course, there are statements that kind of straddle the truth. Maintenance-free is one of those statements. I found that it doesn't really mean you can't break it. What it really means, if it breaks, nobody can fix it, so you got to throw it out. Maintenance-free. Part of the problem is simply your point of view, too, because, you know, some people see milk and honey, and other people just see calories and cholesterol. Maybe that's why overlook is different from oversee. And the complications don't have to stop with words. When I walk past some pretty girls at the beach in the summer, I usually suck my belly in. 
Now, is that a lie or is it just stupid? I kind of lean towards thinking it's stupid because they're going to ignore me anyway and I have found that if I keep my belly sucked in too long, my ankles swell up and that hurts. (laughs) Taking physical lies to silly extremes, can you call rapidly clicking on Google Street View as jogging? Huh? How about is cosmetic surgery a lie? Even when you stop before your kids don't recognize you anymore and your mouth snaps shut when you cross your legs. (laughs) By the way, don't do that. Dicks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that you're hearing all day out the other ear. And you can figure out what's fake news and what's just alternative facts. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that a healthy, pumping human heart can squirt blood as far as 50 feet. Now, don't you have to wonder how healthy the heart is if you notice it's pumping blood 50 feet? If the answer is zub, what is the question? I'll spell it out for you. Z-Z-U-B, zub. That's the answer. What is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. Snoring is legal in Massachusetts only when all bedroom windows are closed and locked. That's a fact. I think it's probably so your wife can't escape. Oysters can change gender according to the temperature of the water they're living in. Ha! It is now legal for us to change gender according to what state we're living in. All right. If the answer is Zub, Z-Z-U-B, the question is, what is the sound of a bee flying backwards? Zub, (laughs) Z-Z-U-B. No, that's not a spelling bee. Dicks the tails, they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com, please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. And thank you. Of course, I'll respect you in the morning. Not tonight, dear. I have a headache. We're telling lies. You hear yourself say, let me introduce you to Joe and his lovely wife. And you keep thinking she would look better with a brown paper bag over her head. So here's a question for you. If a guy has such low self-esteem that when he's having sex, he has to fantasize that he is somebody else, is he telling himself a lie? And how specific do we have to be in order to be completely truthful? I mean, does a guy have to ask a girl if she would like some mutual mastication and enzyme secretion? Or is it okay for him to just ask her out for dinner? One of our most respected sayings is, it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. You may remember Will Smith said that to Tommy Lee Jones in one of the Men in Black movies. Tommy Lee just looked him in the eye, and he said, Try it. Pow. Truth. Truth is powerful. So, is it really better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? 
What do you think the woman in this story I'm going to tell you now was really feeling about that? Not the man. Men are simple. How about the woman? What was she really feeling and doing? A good headhunter is a genuinely dangerous guy. He's deadly. He's a street fighter. And that's you. You find jobs for high-powered executives. You're good at it. Maybe the best. You love it. You love the excitement. You love the challenge. You love the money. The money and the toys, those are the headhunter's trophies. Condo on the beach. A personal jet. Garage full of fancy automobiles. But you're also a nice guy. So you were glad to introduce a friend of yours to exactly the right person to fill an important opening in his company. You didn't take a fee for that one. You made it a birthday present to him. And she was a perfect fit. Right from the first day. Smart. Driven. Well-connected. She was so perfect and they worked so well together, as a matter of fact, that they fell in love. That happens. But it made a problem for you and for your wife because you and your wife have known your friend and his wife since you double dated in college. When he told you what was happening, you were very glad that he was so obviously happy. You might have been just a little jealous of the passion that his new mistress brought to his life. And for some reason, you couldn't help feel sorry for his wife as she watched 15 years of marriage melt away in their amazing lust. That surprised you, because you never really liked his wife. Maybe she was a little bit too much like you. Headstrong, clever, a little bit ruthless. She had an annoying habit of blowing loose strands of hair out of her eyes with a quick jet of breath. She did that because she didn't have time to do it with her hands. They were always busy doing something else. On a summer night that started out innocently enough, you and your wife invited her to dinner at your beach house. They were friends. You felt a little bit out of place. After all, you were the one who introduced her husband to the woman who became his mistress. So after dinner, you decided to leave the women to talk things over. And you went for a walk by the ocean. It was a soft summer night. The tide was out, and there was an almost full moon. You built a bonfire. You kicked off your shoes and lay down and just stretched out on the sand. It was the first time in a long time that you just let go. You started thinking about your own marriage. It was mostly okay, except for the affair that your wife had for about six months with her boss. You almost lost her. But when he tried to get her to leave you, she told you about it instead. Naturally, you were angry because she had slept with another man. But you were also relieved because she told you about it. You were kind of proud because she chose you over him. You both decided to be intelligent about it, to use your heads to put things back together again. But it never completely worked out. Things were always just a little off-center ever since then. Like a day that starts out 
in a strange town with the wrong radio station on your clock alarm. You knew she was there before you saw her. You could feel her watching you as she walked toward you carrying her high heel shoes and swinging her hips in that smooth, confident way that you found almost insulting. She said, your wife has gone to bed and I wanted to thank you for dinner and your hospitality before I go. The ocean breeze was playing in her long, soft, loose-fitting, simple dark blue dress, lifting it in quick little puffs, silhouetting quick glimpses of her body's slopes and curves against the firelight. She was smiling that irritating smile of hers. She had startlingly white teeth and soft, muscular lips that obviously had a challenge about them. But the biggest challenge was in her eyes. It was almost an animal challenge, and it, it bothered you. That self-confident boldness in her eyes. And then the firelight did a curious thing. It caught in her eyes for just a moment a hurt, frightened little girl inside that proud, angry, self-disciplined woman. And when that happened, suddenly your hunter's instincts kicked in and everything went into a kind of a slow motion. All of your senses magnified the things around you and you caught a trace of her perfume in the ocean air and the sand became satin soft. The ocean was a rumble somewhere in the dark and her voice was making small half words only fingertips away. Her skin looked cool but her eyes were warm and shining in the firelight and moist around the edges as if she were sweating inside. You're a bright guy. You're headstrong, you're ruthless. You're a dangerous hunter. And you understand this deadly game. It could cost you your home, your marriage, all the things you love, all the trophies of an entire lifetime's hunting. But her lips were soft and muscular in the summer night. And her eyes flashed an animal challenge in the firelight. And most important, a hurt little girl looked up from your arms and smiled. And in the end, the heart is still the deadliest hunter of them all. Thank you.
She was smart, driven, well-connected, and beautiful. And sometimes you don't need words to lie. Sometimes bright, soft eyes lie and soft lips in the night when bodies are keeping time together, dancing on warm, soft sand to the rhythm of the ocean. So I wonder, did she really believe that it was better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? And I often wonder what she was really doing that night when their bodies were keeping time together, dancing on the warm, soft sand to the rhythm of the ocean. Because after all, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. The story is called The Headhunter, and it's from my Night Connections 2 spoken word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Night Connections 2 icon on the homepage. I am generally in favor of telling the truth. But last week, I must admit, I lied. I lied to Facebook. I told them my birthday was last week. And they put up a notice to that effect. And somewhere around 400 of you sent happy birthday greetings, for which I sincerely thank you. That was kind of you. And for me, it was just a well-intentioned lie. We all tell them. And sometimes that's okay. You're looking good. (laughs) His lovely wife. It's a pleasure to meet you. But sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes it's a huge mistake. Like when Will Smith said it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And Tommy Lee Jones just looked him in the eye and he said, try it. Pow. Truth. That's power. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.